When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Already in hour two of this Friday edition of the Don and Steve Experience. DV Donna Valentine happens to be in Las Vegas this weekend, so she'll come back with all sorts of stories, I'm sure, on Monday. Miss Shannon. Sitting in all morning for Donna Valentine. It's great to have her back on the show. The Big Zamboni is here for hours two and three. So I don't think I told the two of you, because I haven't seen you in person. Um, I ran into, at an event, a charity event that I was hosting, these two lovely people who came up and they're like, Hey, we're next door neighbors to Donna. And, oh, really? yes. oh, tell me everything. They were lovely people, and we got to, like, we uh, made a bunch of jokes that none of you will be surprised. Because by right. the time they came and talked to me at the end of this event, it was like 9.30. I'm like, well, that's why she's not here. She's sleep already. they like, right? right? You know, got us up. <laughs> so, but they were wonderful. They're like, we're going to tell her that we met you. And so, oh, yeah. Wow. And so she did text me. And so she said, yeah, you met my neighbor, so-and-so. <laughs> like, kind of thing. They said you were lovely. And they wow. were great. So it sounds <laughs> like she lives in a very... Lovely Normal. neighborhood, and that they all get along, and it's you know, it. I was very impressed because the stories seemed very, because she makes it sound like her neighborhood is wild, and it's right. not. It's like <laughs> it's her version of wild, yes. and so I'm like, this is a pretty normal. Let me tell you, the, the wild travels with her because yes. it's happening between her ears, yes. which we could say the same for all of us, right? Right. It's her definition of wild. Like these were some pretty. Like, incredibly normal people. <laughs> You'll probably like, frown upon this. Hmm. Um, I had her address. Uh, I had to send her something a while ago. Yeah. So I had her address. And then one morning, I drove my mother to the airport. And on the way back, I drove to Donna's house Saturday morning. And, Unannounced? Um, uh, correct. And, and then I got out of my car and took video outside of her house telling her like hey you should really bring these trash that her trash bins were that's still creepy out. and i was like anyway gotta go so yeah that's kind of how she felt as well mm-hmm. she she was not a fan of me doing that let me tell you okay so um <laughs> the uh, i own my house in mm-hmm. my community and i um got a letter and you get everybody's getting these letters right now if you own your home you probably have gotten them where they're like hey just want to know we want to you know here's a letter unsolicited we'd buy your house for you you don't have to fix it whatever right so i get a lot of those i rip them up throw them in my shredder it's, a, it's no big deal this one that i got was trying to over personalize the experience and so it was like mm-hmm. hey this is so and so and i recently bought some properties in your neighborhood and i'm not a big box guy so he Here's here's why I can make this offer. And oh, by the way, you know, it's you know, you don't have to fix your house at all, which is really irritating because I just spent a lot of money on windows. So I'm all like, what do you mean? I'm not going to fix my house. So anyway, (laughs) wrong. 
messaging from the beginning. Sure. But it included a picture of my house. Okay. On this letter. Okay. I'll show it to Mike in a second. I'll send it to you, Steve, because I have a okay. picture of it. Um, a, a picture of my house, and it's a recent-ish picture that looks like it's taken from driving past my house. So maybe if I Google image my address, I could find it. I don't care. But this is recent enough that this is because... Come on, he's being personable. And, and it like, was hey, creepy. Look, it was this house. It was creepy because it felt like you drove past my house and then the sent picture. me this letter. And, cause I'm, I, and so... It, like he's been staking the property for right. a while. It was very pictures. invasive. And he's like, maybe it would be good if I swung by your place at 6 p.m. to discuss right. since you typically get home exactly. at 545. So it was very invasive. <laughs> so I was going to send a, because I like Googled him and found a bunch of personal information about him. And so I was going to send this like, hey, here's what it feels like when you give too much information. <laughs> oh, no. And then my friends talked me out of that. And That's they said good. no. And I was like, okay. And they're like, oh, investors are just aggressive. You shouldn't do that. But I'm not that person. So I mm. did see him because I, I looked him up so I knew what he looked like. And there's a, somebody had bought a duplex in my neighborhood and has been renovating it. So I saw this dude coming okay. out. Fixing oh, Lord. the apartment. Then what did you do? Did- I walked over there and I was like, excuse me. You hey, good morning. Him? Yes. I was like, nice to meet you. I was like, are you so-and-so? And he's like, yeah. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah. I looked you up. I said, by the way, I'm not selling my house. And I was like, just, you know, no. your tactic was, no, it shit, felt, this is making your tactic me felt very invasive and really oh, creepy. Lord, and maybe you're okay with it because you're a dude. But as a woman that lives in this house, I felt like it was too much. And maybe you should come up with a different strategy. Like, maybe run it past your wife, who's part of your investment team, before you send out a very invasive picture like this again. That's just my take on it. And he's like, oh, well, you know, it's a picture you can get off tonight. Not saying that you can't. I'm saying that it came across as very aggressive and heavy-handed and creepy to feel like somebody was walking past my house. And I was like, good luck on your renovation. Bye. And then, like, went back to my yard. So, no. Because it was... It was poorly executed. I understand. I understand. And I um, think I did him a service by schooling him on, don't send people letters with their personal information on it. It sounds like you're going to come back to my house and go, why didn't you take my offer? Like, it seems like it'll turn into one of those creepy bullying Suddenly you're, you're in an episode of Beef or something exactly. like that. It's like, where did this start? Now, let me just say, um, most of us, I'll speak mm-hmm. on behalf of most of us, mm-hmm. would maybe think that and then be... <laughs> too afraid to ever say anything so you skip past uh part b and you talk to him i mean when you do that are you like like mike mike for instance is a peacemaker he never gets upset or anything like that mike when you hear miss shannon say so then i walked over to him i'm sweating you're sweating i I started to get my chest got tight But did you hear the tone that I just delivered the story is exactly the tone that I used with this young man. And I was like, so I, I, in my mind, it was mom and school teacher voice where I'm like, could you not, here's my suggestion on your next assignment. I didn't, (laughs) I wasn't feeling your vibe. By the way, I don't want to sell my house and take me off your list, you know, kind of thing. So I'm like, cause it would have, it was bothering me and it was going over in my head about how bothered I was by this. I sent a screenshot. I I took a picture of it and I sent it to a couple of friends, like, you know, including Mike, you know, our friend Mimi Shoneman that I do the Red Hot Real Estate Show with. I was like, I'm a, I'm a email him and tell him that this is wrong. And she's like, no, don't bother. She's nicer (laughs) than I am. I am kind. I'm not nice. There's a difference. And so to me, being fake nice is letting this dude think that this is okay. So I I didn't go yell at him. I didn't cuss him out. I just was like, bad strategy. Just so you know, this probably won't work again. It's rude. (laughs) When I I say this, 
And yeah. I think I can, I'll speak on behalf of Mike and me now. <laughs> we wish that we had the internal fortitude to feel, I don't know if it's comfortable or at a minimum confident enough to just say, hmm. you know what, I'm going to communicate this. And you're right. Sometimes being clear mm-hmm. and direct with somebody um, is the kindest thing you can do for them. Yes, it's a bad strategy. Like, because what I want, the mean side of me, Oh, no. Wanted after I Googled him, I'm like, you know what's out there? His wedding registry for him and his fiance. You know what's out there? An article about this dude, because he has a very specific name, about him when he was on like the Robbinsdale Little League. I could have put all of the here's what it feels like to have somebody right. get all invasive of him up in your business unnecessarily. But I didn't. I said, Hey, don't you this is how it made me feel. And if you want this to work and people to maybe like call you back, that's good feedback. Here's my suggestion, and that's what actually he said. And maybe it's because I was you know, standing in the middle of the street, like <laughs> because and done talking to him. Um, he's like, "Well, you know, I'd rather have you be honest. I appreciate you t- letting me know." I'm like, "Thank you." And so I'm like, "Cool." And then I I felt better because I would have ruminated on it and said like, right. you know, because what you'll do is you'll have that conversation where you're doing both sides of the conversation. Right, right. And so now I'm yep. like, that's how you get more that, crazy is talking right. to yourself in your head. I'm just going to go tell him because I saw him outside. And then that quiets the conversation. Because <laughs> right, it was just internally. done. You're right. It was done. You know? You're right. It doesn't make Mike and me any less scared right now, but you're right. I am we very, can say that you I, are right. I enjoy scaring men, so I'm glad you're both scared. Oh, so yeah. Good. Oh, mission accomplished. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. Uh, I'm good Kim, with it. So pumped that we get to take a break just yes. so I can do a touch of deep breathing. <laughs> uh, hey, when we come back, we'll do uh, kind of a little food news. There's a big weight loss company that's kind of going bye-bye. Plus, Ooh. did beer cans need two tabs to open them? tough we're getting them anyway but i'll explain the science behind why this could make your beer better we'll get into that when we come back it's donna and steve on my talk hey friends what's up it's steve for origin meals you know when uh you get something delivered to your door and it's kind of exciting right you ordered something and then it shows up we all get that dopamine release well let me tell you same thing goes for origin meals when you get fresh delicious meals that you don't need to go in and cook by the way they're ready for you Uh, delivered right to your door. You know what ends up happening? You have delicious food and you end up saving all sorts of time. We have six people in our family. My wife has said many times that she feels like a short order cook and very often she and I will want to eat something differently than what the rest of the crew wants to order. With Origin Meals, it makes it simple. We each get a fabulous meal and then the kids can, listen, they want to have cereal, whatever. Mom and dad, we're going to eat good. Uh, And you can too. You can eat delicious food, It's healthy. They have all sorts of options for you as well. Uh, And you can sign up today at OriginMeals.com. Mention you're a MyTalker. You'll save 30% off your first order. They're delicious, fresh, never frozen to your door. OriginMeals.com. It's the Don and Steve Experience, a Friday edition. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you have a great weekend planned. Uh, Miss Shannon is in for Donna Valentine. Donna Valentine's got a great weekend. She's in Vegas. Absolutely. She's going to see the chicks mm-hmm. in concert, have all sorts of fun. So we'll get the a full rundown, I'm sure, of whatever has happened or is currently occurring in Sin City with Donna Valentine. She'll mm-hmm. be back on Monday. Miss Shannon hanging out with us till noon today. Uh, Mike, who, by the way, uh, Zamboni, Mike has gone through a lot of different uh, nicknames on this <laughs> his time on this show. And it's funny because when I went to text you, this morning, I haven't updated it since Mike the Mensch. Oh, yes. <laughs> which was, I think, the original one. And so we're, we've gone through all. We have him as Zamboni now, okay. uh, Miss Shannon. And that is because Donna and I don't 
say a lot of correct things throughout the correct. show. So he will then come in like a Zamboni cleans things up at the yes. end of each period of rough play. He comes in and cleans up our Takes mistakes. Takes that, that nicked up top layer off of everything exactly. and just pushes it away. Yes. Well it's done, It's a satisfying Mike. visual. I miss yeah. you, Mike. I, uh, I'm glad that you you know, you know moved up in the world, but I miss you. So Because yeah. you guys have worked together on the weekends. Yes, yeah? yes. So I love Ellie, though. But Ellie and I are getting along well. But Guess it was what? Cool. what? I'm filling in for Ellie on Sunday, so oh, I'll see you so on you'll Sunday. See Sunday. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so you can come hang out with us on Sundays. I sent you the picture of the letter, the invasive letter. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Let me see this. Uh, <laughs> this, hey, I want to sell your house. Yeah, this house in this picture. Oh, yep. See? Okay, I get it. Doesn't I it look it. like, so it looks like a dude drove past my house, hand wrote me a note, typed it on an old school, cal, you know, an old school typewriter, or pieced it together out of little pieces of other newspapers so that it looks like a criminal wrote it, um, yeah. and then mailed it to me. I'm like, no, dude, no. Very creepy. No. So I get what he's trying to do, Correct. which is to say, I'm not just handing this out to everybody, but like Correct. there are a few houses. Mm-hmm. Maybe that might be a better do. A, now, yes. I, I don't like people knocking at my door, no. but, you know, maybe that's like a I've uh, had that too, 6 p.m. knock, knock and like, hey, I just wanted to tell you, would it be would it be helpful, Shannon, if in that case, let's say you have a, a real estate investor or flip or whatever, would it be better if they came and knocked on the door and just said, hey, um, let me just start by saying this is going to seem totally out of left field. It, like them Somebody did that while I was at work and my sister was home watching my kiddo. And this guy came by and did that whole thing. And she's like, OK, I'll let her know. And then he just kept talking. And she's like, uh, mm. what? So, no. <laughs> no, it's just really one of those. I think that we because we watch a lot of TV then that's our job um, yeah. that you think that you can just be flip this house and do this stuff and that people just want unsolicited offers for their house. I don't think that's really what happens. Like unless you're going to throw like the only reason why it would be OK is if somebody came up and said, look, I looked up the valuation of your house. Here's three times what it is. Like start the conversation that way is the only way because otherwise if I wanted to sell my house or was considering it, I would be doing the things to sell my house. And I think that's how most homeowners are, even if you were in a position. You trying to make it sound like you're going to make it easy on me, what do I, why would I do that? You see what I mean? So, yeah. no, I don't think any investment strategy other than I'm giving you way more than your, I mean, and I significantly more, not like yeah. 10 grand more, like three times. To- I just love this neighborhood so much. Here's a truck of cash. Yes. Other than that, no, I don't want you coming by my house. It's insulting and weird. I so, thought of, of no. putting up a no soliciting sign. Um but, I don't know if it'll work because you get them in the mail. People call you. You know, you're on so many lists. All you can do is just go ignore yeah. it. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Normally, I'm very good at just ignoring it and not worrying about it. If this hadn't been such an aggressively odd tactic, it wouldn't have bothered me. I just was like, I I get these letters all the time. I just shred them and don't, because I know I'm on a list. It's all public information. 
You know what's, yeah, so. I, what I don't like? Um, by the way, I'll just say this because hmm. now I know we're not going to get to it. Jenny Craig is shutting down. Oh. Jenny Craig is shutting down. Mm. Google it if you want more information on that. Back to Sorry. solicitors. <laughs> no, back to solicitors. Now yeah. you really got me thinking. I... I I, and I, my heart goes out to solicitors. Uh, yes. Let's shift from from the real estate into door to door salespeople. Yeah. That's a tough. That's a tough thing to do. And so I get it. And I also have no interest. Right. And they'll always do the thing of, hey, I was just talking to Pete a couple yeah. doors down, mm-hmm. and they always do the name drop as though that's just going to fling open my trust doors and right. like, hang on, let me go get my wallet. What did Pete say? Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And I just, I. I don't, you can sense the bit that they're getting into. So I thought yes. I saw a guy the other day on a, uh, like a little, kind of like a Segway mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, oh, geez, is this going to be, <laughs> is, is, is he coming to me? And I, as I was driving up to my house, I thought, I already know. I'm just going to tell him. And anyone this summer that comes to my door, I'm going to say, God love you. I right. respect what you're doing, but exactly. we, we have too many services and all that. We're all serviced out, so I want to save you time, and you can right. on to the next one. Do you think mm-hmm. I can deliver that in a clear, uh, but I kind think that's way? also being kind. Where okay. it's all like, because everybody needs a job, so I'm yes. glad that this is the job that you selected. So I'm not being mean to you. I'm not going to like drag things out. I'm always like, thank you very much for your time. I'm not interested. I just am very clear about it because that's a hard job and I want people to be employed and some people have to take those jobs. And so if I happen to answer the phone and it turns out to be solicitor or somebody comes by, I just go, thank you. Because I have friends that are like, think it's funny to give them a hard time. I'm like, your life is already hard enough because this is the job that, and you're just trying to get paid. Right. So I'm just like, thank you very much for your time. I'm not interested. No, I understand. If you want, if you feel better by giving me the information, that's cool. I'm not interested. How about this will be my life? Maybe I'll try this. Hmm. Um, all right, so somebody knocked on the door. Yes. All right. And then they say, hi, I, I'm from Bug Shield or yes. whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to say, hey, you know what? Um, I know that your time is valuable, and I believe that my time is as well. I'm not interested in this service. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for stopping by. And shut the door. <laughs> I feel a little And shut the door. Just shut it. Right. Then do you, if you feel nervous saying it, you're saying too much. Okay. So you just say, thank you. I decided to open, you decided to open the door. Thank you. And then once you solidify that they're asking for something, just go, thank you very much. I'm very, I'm not interested. And shut the door and walk away at peace. <laughs> All right. I got to do some internal work to, uh, to get to this point here. I got to do some work. Uh, speaking of, hey, Miss Shannon, guess what? We're playing a game and you're filling in for Donna. Okay. It I'm is ready. the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Um, it is pop music is our topic this week. Mike, mm. what's our decade? It is the odds. We've got okay. 20, uh, 2000s. All right. right. So we'll do that. Uh, we'll take a caller now. 651-641-1071. Call now. Bet on your uh, Miss Shannon. And you can win a prize. That's next. Time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, we are continuing our musical mayhem as we are rolling through the 2000s. We've done every single decade since the uh, 70s, except for the 2000s. And that is what we gotcha. are focused on today. Pop music, to be mm-hmm. exact. That is the pop, genre. Pop music. Pop music of the 2000s. Pop, pop, pop and we've got Roy on to play with us here today. Roy, Hi, welcome Roy. to the Don and Steve experience. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh, Roy. Roy, have you ever called the show before? Uh, once before, yes, I have. How'd that wow. work out for you? Uh, well, I, I 
somehow won, and I wasn't very good at it. Oh, nice. Oh. Well, hey, that's most of the stories of our lives. That's yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. Yeah, that, that really is. Uh, you know, that's my mantra. Yes. I somehow won and wasn't very good at it. <laughs> right. Well, like you it. should do Put you should do TED Talks. Put yeah. It on a t-shirt. I like it. Roy Talks. Yeah. Uh, well, with that, Roy, we have got the the topic is pop music today, and we are specifically pop music in the aughts. I think 2000 to 2010. You can team up with Miss Shannon, who's filling in for Donna today, uh, or with Steve. Who would you like to go with? Oh, I'm curious about Miss Shannon. Oh, okay. well, listen, sure. make it happen. Now, let me tell you guys, um, my uh, Mike, just get ready to send me a text. Mm-hmm. My, I have two internets at home, one that connects me to radio, still functioning great, another that just connects me to the internet on my computer, not working at all. Oh. And so, uh, okay. But you can text me, so just get a text ready. And gotcha. Then I'll, okay. I'll jump back on. Right. Don't cheat. I won't cheat. No cheating. <laughs> okay. All okay. right. We're going right. to put Steve down there, mm-hmm. and uh, it is going to be Roy going on hold as well. So, Roy, you hang tight. I think you've uh, heard the game before, so you're going to listen in. If there's anything you want to help uh, Miss Shannon with when she gets wrapped up, or maybe she'll just crush it. We don't know. We'll see. Okay. I'll do you my best, Roy. You can change the answers. So, here we go. By the way, the score is all knotted up, 49-49. So, no oh, pressure wow. as okay. you're representing okay. Donna gotcha. here. Gotcha. Uh, we're going to get things started again. Pop music of the 2000s. Here we go. In 2009, the Black Eyed Peas spent a remarkable 26 consecutive weeks at number one. The first 12 weeks was with the song Boom Boom Pow. They then dethroned themselves with mm. this song that I have a hunch that you can name. Let's get it started. After crushing in the 80s and with moderate success in the 90s, this group reestablished itself as one of the top bands in the world with the hit Beautiful Day. Oh, pass. Mind-blowingly, Rolling Stone named this tune from Gnarls Barkley the top song of the twenty of the 2000s. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, dang. Uh, da, 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 da. I know Anything that you want one. repeated? You got seven seconds. Uh, re, uh, go back to number two. Number two, uh, after crushing in the 80s with moderate success in the 90s, this group reestablished itself with Beautiful Day. Um, no help. All right. That's yeah. all right. It's all right. We're yeah. going to bring Roy back in here. He can certainly uh, help in any way possible. Roy, you're there. Yes, I am. You heard yes. Beautiful Day, that'd be you two. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, Narl Sparkly, I think it's crazy. Okay. All right. So uh, you're going to go with you two for the second one and crazy with the third one. You felt good about the first one? I'm sure about one and two. I, I agree with you, Roy. Let's go with it. Because I, I, yeah, I'm like, I remember the Gnarls Barkley, but I can't remember the name of the song. So I'm like, yeah. I could right. be mistaken on the yeah, name of I, yeah, I, Yeah, because I think Crazy is a different artist. <laughs> we'll, think. But let's leave it. We'll put you, we'll yeah. put you back on hold, Roy, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, we'll get Steve back on here. As, uh, now, don't uh, say anything, okay. Miss Shannon. Nope. Here he comes. <laughs> hey. All right. That worked. Welcome back. Hi, what did I miss? Oh, what didn't you miss? The first part of the game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just forgot to. where we were. Okay, yes. well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, uh, how'd it go? Well. Huh. <laughs> Reading into that. All right. As you are wont to do. <laughs> all righty. Are you ready to go, Steve? Oh, I'm ready. And I did mm-hmm. remind Miss Shannon, we're all knotted up. It's yep. 49 apiece. Winner oh of this gosh. game is going to yeah. head into the weekend with a uh, with A, a 50 lead. burger yeah. and a lead. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Who can hang half a hundred? Let's see. In 2009, the Black Eyed Peas spent a remarkable 26 weeks consecutively at number one. The first 12 with the song Boom Boom Pow. They then dethroned themselves with this song that a hunch tells me you can name. Let's get it started. After crushing the 80s and with moderate success in the 90s, this group reestablished itself as one of the top bands in the world with the hit Beautiful Day. 
You too. Mind-blowingly, Rolling Stone named this tune from Gnarls Barkley the top song of the 2000s. Um, crazy. Um, crap. That first one, Hunch. Hunch. My milkshake brings out a voice of yours. My lovely lady, Hunch. Hunch? Is there a Hunch in there? Crap. I'm going to go... Son of a gun. I'm going to stick with my answers. I feel All right. Not you were singing Khalees anyway. That milkshake song is Khalees. <laughs> well, that's a relief. <laughs> well, that's a relief. That. So if you would switch it, I'd have been letting you do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're going to roll through real. these answers. We'll yeah. start with the second one. After crushing the 80s with moderate success in the 90s, this group reestablished itself as one of the top bands in the world. That indeed was U2. Okay. The song Beautiful right. Day. Nicely yeah. done. Roy got that one mm-hmm. and uh, helped out Miss Shannon. We're going yes. to the th- well done, Roy. third one. Mind-blowingly, Rolling Stone named this tune from Gnarls Barkley the top song of the 2000s. You're right, Miss Shannon. There's a lot of people that had success with the song Crazy. Yeah. And Gnarls Barkley was one of them. All right. Yes. Okay. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Both of you did. We're going oh, no. up to the first one. In 2009, the Black Eyed Peas spent a remarkable 26 weeks consecutively at number one. The first was with 12, or first 12 weeks was with the song Boom Boom Pow. They then dethroned themselves with this song that a hunch tells me you can name. Miss Shannon, what did you say for that one again? I said, let's get it started. And what did you say, Steve? Let's get it started. The correct answer, you were trying to get to why I included, I've got a hunch yeah. you're going to get it right. My humps. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Oh. I got a feeling is yes. the correct answer. That yes. absolutely makes sense. Yes. I was, that's what that is. Now we're going to have that earworm. Yes. Oh, man. So Since uh, we're both wrong, we should give Roy the prize anyway. Oh, we got no. a tiebreaker coming. Now we got to go to overtime. All we're right, going we to go. OT. It's tiebreaker time. Now, Roy, you still with us? Yes, I am. All right. You are on the line as well. So you or Miss Shannon, and actually both of you, so mm-hmm. you've got a little advantage here. At any point, use your name as your buzzer. I'll stop mm-hmm. reading the question. You can give me your answer, and uh, we're going to roll through this tiebreaker question, okay? All right. Here mm-hmm. we go. Not thought to be in the pop genre, this individual was the top-selling artist of the 2000s. With 32.2 million sales and two of the top 10 albums of the decade. He had his biggest mainstream success with the movie tune, Lose Yourself. Steve. Steve. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Sorry that was so aggressive. Eminem. It is Eminem. Oh, my gosh. Well done, Steve. Yeah. Roy, this is only going to make your eventual victory all the sweeter. Justin Timberlake. No, 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 you don't, no, we already lost. It was Eminem. It was Eminem. But yeah. Someday you're going to win, Roy, yeah. and it's going to feel really great. Yeah. We love you. Yeah, Thank you for someday. listening. Eminem was really mad that he got, it came out so with the top pop album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he oh, was I'm super sure. mad. That doesn't help his credit, especially when you've got, you know, Lose Yourself coming out of Eight Mile, and mm-hmm. it's all about the gritty Detroit rap scene. And then it's like, and the best pop album goes to. <laughs> and he's like, what? You know, kind of thing. He's like, I you was know, doing Forgot About Dre. <laughs> I, I thought that that was going to be <laughs> Michael Buble as you were leading oh, up sure. to it. I was yeah. like, is this going to be a Buble situation? I so was the fact thinking, that. I, my brain had already presumed it was going to be Roy Orbison for some reason. I don't even know why. <laughs> that was because Roy was on the line. Exactly. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, I had Roy Orbison in my head. At That's the time. subconscious. <laughs> That's how that happens. Exactly. The big O. I have a question. 
If you were seated next to Jessica Alba at a restaurant, yes. would you know it was Jessica Alba? Uh, yes. Okay. Jessica Alba, I would know. So there, uh, Aaron Rodgers is now a member of the New York Jets, mm-hmm. and he was at the uh, the New York Knicks basketball game. He took one of their uh, other players from the Jets, a defensive player, Sauce Gardner, and he takes him, and he's introducing him to some people, and like, oh, yeah, check out that. Look over here. This, this person's there. This person's there. And what made the internet happy was that Sauce Gardner, who is, I think, 22, mm-hmm. he was, like, seated essentially next to, I guess, Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aaron Rodgers was like, hey, that's Jessica Alba. To which Sauce Gardner, at 22 years old, just said, and who is that? Uh... Can we have any more details? And Aaron Rodgers, at 38 or 39, is like, dude, like Jessica Alba, like we all had crushes on her. That's her, don't you know? He did not have a clue. And the internet found that to be particularly delightful. Yes. I can kind of see that, though, because, I mean... The stuff that we know we're from, like I watched a bunch of like, like I watched Dark Angel, which nobody else watched. They did like six episodes of it and it got canceled. So if you, I mean, if you didn't see like 2000, back to our 2000s story, you know, like the mid 2000s when she was super important. We saw her in the movie Honey. Yeah. I was in college when she came out in the dance movie Honey Mm -hmm. and me and my go figure bro roommates were like you know what movie we should actually probably go see this this weekend guys let's go see honey like i'm just sort of interested in dance right now i guess and we just wanted to um see jessica alba because it was like oh well me and all my nerd friends know all the sin cities and the fantastic fours and have that discussion all the time so i mean there were lots of things that and dark angel is a is a sci-fi-ish type show is that like a cw show i think you see it was cw or one of those things yeah it okay. was, you know, it was back when, you know, before we canceled Joss Whedon, like that era, <laughs> when it was a lot of Buffies and a lot of those things were going on. Yes. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, anyway, um, I, but, and you know what else that guy probably didn't know? Sauce Gardner probably did not know that she's essentially like a billionaire because she's yeah. behind that company. What's it called? Uh, not the, it's like the all natural company. Uh, it's like the happiness brand or it's something. Uh, it's the see. beauty baby b- bumble. No. Nope. Come looking. on. Wait, give me a hint. Don't tell me when you see it. Give me a letter. Oh, Honest Company. Honest yes. Company. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, I have some like... of those products in my house. Uh, there's hey. a couple of different ones that I have. That My, my middle sister is the uh, anesthetician, knows all of the stuff about makeup and skincare and all that stuff. So part of the reason why my baby sister and I have good products is because my sister, Casey, knows all the stuff and then shows up with things oh, and goes, here's what you should buy. Casey. Yeah, Everybody Casey's needs a Casey good. in Yeah, life. exactly. Casey is very good. At, she's like, okay. Like when my son got to the point that he was getting like teenager acne, she's like, I got some products. Here's the things. And like I came up with the regimen. <laughs> Does she do house calls? She could. Yeah, she could. She's wonderful at it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, if you've ever had a flight delayed and you've just thought, really? Can't we get out? Isn't there a way to to get up in the sky? Wait until you hear what caused a three-hour delay yesterday. Someone was live tweeting it. I'm going to take you through kind of a play-by-play of why this plane couldn't get in the air. And then... Guess what they needed to do in order to get in there? It's It will make your head spin. We'll detail all of that for my fellow frustrated travelers when we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. It's the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We've had a fun morning today. Uh, Miss Shannon is in for Donna Valentine, who is in Las Vegas. Vacationing away, getting ready to see a wonderful concert. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a funny concept to think of. Hmm. To think of Donna in in Vegas. Oh, I don't why? know. I, mean, I don't know. I just 
it feels. I just I, here's why I don't think there. it because she's not a. Uh, I don't think she's a slot machiney gambler person, but it is a really good entertainment and concert venue, and especially for the genre of music that she's most akin to. So I could see why she would go see it and and have a good time there. And I think it's great, too, because we'll often hear that, hey, there's somebody in concert and it's going to be at a really cool venue. And mm-hmm. I think too often we don't just say, let's make that a trip. Yeah. That can be the center point of the trip, the thing that gets us out there. But right. then you can, you know, if you see a concert in town, it's great. You get dinner beforehand or whatever. But it's if you if there someone you love is in a destination that you would like to check out or love going to, it's kind of worth it. The, the experience just becomes so much more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, sometimes, especially if it is a destination like this, having that cornerstone activity makes it easier. Because then it's like, okay, we're going to go to this thing and then we'll just do touristy things and wander around and see other things as well. But why not? Like, I've thought about, oh, would I, if, if, uh, if somebody that I like isn't coming to the Twin Cities, there's a small group of people that I'm like, I'd go to Chicago. I turn it into a weekend to go see him. So Vegas is good at that, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, Vegas would be a cool spot to go to. I told her to take a picture of um, the Sphere. Have you heard of the Sphere? Yes, because I was just there in March. Okay, did you? See, could you yes. see the you Sphere? You could see it. Mm-hmm. Can you like explain where it is on the Strip? What what it's, hotels is it uh, near? It's um, it's on the the old school side. Oh, uh, okay. so down so because we were up at the top where like the new stuff was like this the thing so it's Aria down on the other like that, side yeah. yes um and so and it's out in the like i've been was reading about it because one of our lift drivers were like what's that thing and they're like oh that's the street we're like oh that's uh-huh. it and it is it does take over the landscape where it is like where oh, you does. see it you're like there's that thing so it's not like they dropped it in the middle <laughs> where right. you're like, oh, you're like, OK, that's what that is. It really does. Just you're like, I'm clearly all eyes are on this thing. Huh. And I heard that there was a bunch of and maybe you guys talked about this. We were ta- looking up the, the drama around it where it was funded. Then it turned out that it wasn't funded enough. And maybe there was some drama around the guy who was financing it, but they're going to get it done. Hmm. And they, you know, they have what the first two artists already planning to perform there. Yeah. I know you too is going to be kicking it off. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed Um, to be this full immersive experience. So if anybody could pull it off, it's a Vegas. The way that Vegas is reinventing itself, because, yes, we know that we go there uh, in order to 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 gamble, play all those things. I didn't gamble at all. Yeah, I just wandered around and looked at stuff. Yeah, there's so much entertainment there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if you if you got somebody who kind of curates it well, you don't have to spend any time on the casino floor other than walking walking through through it. it. Yeah, just to enjoy the sights and the sound. I do like the. I like those those sounds. Like we had dinner, you know, in a couple of places. So we wandered through and watched the people doing their things, but we didn't gamble at all. Hey, well, guess what? You didn't lose any money. Nope. And that's nope. a great feeling. It's a great, nope. it's a great feeling to get back on the plane after you've been in Vegas. Like my friend was like, I'm going to go gamble while you're listening to your timeshare pitch and then decided not to. <laughs> like, See? Just went and went to like the pool instead. So because we are there in March, so it was still very Minnesota-y. Yeah, or right. Went Minnesota wintry when we went. So it was totally he's like, I'm just going to go over here. <laughs> like, good idea. Anyway, we'll have Donna Valentine. We'll uh, we'll return from said Vegas. We'll mm-hmm. find out what her adventures and misadventures were 
on Monday. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of all of this travel, yes, did you hear about this Delta flight from Houston to Atlanta? It was delayed for three hours mm-hmm. on Wednesday because there were bees Ugh. on the tip of the wings. Now, it was a big swarm, okay? So it wasn't like, hang on, we need to wait for these two bees to leave. It was a big swarm. <laughs> but Delta would not allow the plane to board until those pesky bees were gone. Feels like there's one here now. <laughs> now, this is great. There was a passenger named Anjali who live-tweeted the situation from the terminal. Mm-hmm. She started off by suggesting that the bees might fly away themselves when the plane took off. Apparently, Delta didn't agree. Here's sort of the synopsis of her live-tweeting blow-by-blow. And imagine mm-hmm. being on this plane. Uh, or, or you're waiting to get on this plane. It's delayed. It's delayed. The gate agent says they're bringing in a beekeeper. Okay, that's interesting mm-hmm. to hear at the gate. Then they get this update. The beekeeper cancels because they're, quote, not allowed to touch airplanes. Mm. I didn't know that about beekeeping law, mm. but apparently that's a thing. Then they're going to call pest control. Mm-hmm. Sadly, they're informed the bees could be killed. So oh. now now the plot thickens here. They're all trying to get to Atlanta. Yeah. But they're also like, I don't want to have to see like all these bees go down here. Then they find out the bees will be spared. <laughs> Pest control can't spray planes. So the beekeepers can't touch planes. Yeah. Pest control, evidently, can't touch planes. Now the captain says that they're looking for a hose to spray them off, but they can't find a hose. <laughs> I mean, this would be wildly entertaining and infuriating, right? Anytime a flight is delayed, it's just sort of frustrating. And for anybody, if you have a, a whatever that actual condition is where you can't look at bees because it free or look at bugs because it yeah. freaks you out there's a, a, a more complicated more than i don't like to look at bugs don't look at the pictures because it's covering the like it's a mass mm. it's not like seven bees it's yeah, not it's, like poo bear amount of bees it's the most <laughs> bees. so that's why they're looking for like we need a hose to like mm-hmm. get these things off there now the captain comes back on says the fire department cannot come he does not know why not this, again, is all the uh, the live tweet synopsis of one of the passengers who was watching this from the gate as their flight was delayed for three hours. Mm-hmm. Then the gate agent announces they don't have another bee-free plane to sub in. <laughs> now grounds crew tries to blow exhaust from a vehicle onto the wingtip. To see if the, they just leave. Apparently the bees, not impressed. They no. stay there. <laughs> Anjali then tweets... Wish you could hear people here on the phone trying to explain why our flight is delayed. (laughs) Now, uh, the 10th update we get, the flight crew leaves. Mm -hmm. Delta seems to be throwing in the towel and gives the gate to another flight, meaning the passengers, for now, are stuck. Yep. And get this. If you Mm -hmm. you were listening closely at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. story, they then turn on the plane to move it out of the gate. All the bees leave. Right. All they had to do the whole time was turn on the plane's <laughs> engine, and then the bees would And the bees leave. are like, oh, wait, oh, you're moving this? Yeah, we yeah. don't want to go. We're not, we're yeah, that jet <laughs> engine is on now. We're not trying to go. We're just sitting here in yeah. the meantime. Yeah, that's it. right. We live here. We're, we're Houston bees. We're <laughs> right. not trying to go to Atlanta. No, no. Then the bee plane like, it's moves. too humid there. We're not going. B-plane moves now to another gate. The B-passengers are told to meet the plane at that gate. Mm -hmm. The plane takes off three hours late and makes it to Atlanta safely and be free. Yes. Now, I have read the story. 
and have not yet looked at the pictures, I will now click on the picture. Are you? Do you have a thing, though, about, I'm telling you, if no, you don't I'm like good. bugs, because I send you oh, pictures of bugs. sweet exactly. Lord in heaven. Mike, you oh, don't know my. this about Steve and I's relationships. Okay. Like, I'm the one when I see too many spiders in a bunch of pictures, I'm like, I'm going to send this to Steve. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's, too many, there's too many spiders yeah. in Australia. Sending it to Steve. Oh, look, Plague of Locusts. <laughs> sending it to Steve because I like the noise he just made. Oh, my gosh. See, Is that a like real a, picture? Yes. Yeah, see, it's not like a couple of bees. The um, whole, like, let, three quarters of the wing. It would be better explained to uh, describe it this way. It's all the bees. Think of every bee. They're all on the wing of this plane. Oh, my Lord. But you have to think about the density of how many bees that actually required. The oh amount of, like, it's, gosh. and not the, like, the tail wing, not the side wing, just so people know what we're looking at, if you're not going to look at it. It's, uh, it's so much, it looks like they took tar and poured it over oh <laughs> this Lord. thing, and it goes that far down. It's impressive. It's. <laughs> I do not like that. Could you imagine all. all of the poor um, folks that work on that runway? Like they're like, what, what do you mean I'm supposed to go? Because it's enough <laughs> bees that it would encapsulate a person. So oh, I'm like, for sure. I'm like, I'm just out here with my little fancy flashlight. I did not come here to battle this swarm of killer bees. I'm putting suitcases on the plane. Exactly. I am not a beekeeper. No. I don't have the clothing for it. And unfortunately, also, people who are into bees, like bees have a very good lobby. We need bees. Nobody cares about wasps. Wasps suck. Uh-uh. But bees, wasps there's a good. So there's people who are like, feel bad for the bees. <laughs> They're like, wait all day. Don't hurt the bees. That's that's the world we live in. So yes. <laughs> be that's careful right. around your bee friends. Wow. Um, wish I wouldn't have looked at that picture. <laughs> I <I'll> told <be> <laughs> <I don't laughs> you. I should have read the story. I was fine. I had a visual in my head that was not what I saw. Sleep was well. You can look it up online if you want to lose sleep tonight. Uh, When we come back, Mike saw Guardians Volume 3 last night. His review next.